fucking fuck. Let's go. Go and do meditation. Go and do meditation. I was like, I was like, man, she wasn't going to sit down. I wasn't empathizing with Hitler. Fucking fuck. Anything you want to do, you can. Be a professor. Wink, wink. Clearly, you spent too much time on Fucking fuck. Alright, guys. We're back. Episode. Eight. Episode 8 guys, we're ending the year with a blast First time, uh, first episode in person in a while Bro, I haven't seen this guy's face, like our beards yeah. Look, I grew my beard up, it's, it's almost the same length as yours, Masson Yeah, it is actually Wow, I'm becoming a big boy, guys <laughs> I'm on the big boy levels <laughs> And uh, that, that that's kind of goes with your new career <laughs> choice, right? Do you know, do you know Eliminate nah, us? Masses. I don't want to tell the listeners. That's just that's, that's my own personal secret. People aren't supposed to know. But you know, secrets can be juicier when you spoil them. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> it's like I mean, people that hear it, it will be juicy for them. That's true. That's true. All right, guys. Um, I've been thinking. I can want to be a porn director. I have this amazing idea. I've had this idea for a, a, a very long time. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> There's a certain niche of a certain uh, religion that I'm like, I could, I could, you know, like break into that market and become quite successful. Um, yeah, why not? Why not? Of course, I wouldn't act in them myself. Just... Just a director, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't meet my own standard of my, you know... Attraction. Of my actors. The actors need to be a specific type. <laughs> tell, tell me more about the specific type actors. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I feel like I don't give off the... Really, like, I got a tattoo already, so it's like... I can't be in the in the, in the the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I've got like, a visible tattoo. So it's going to be like... Uh, it's got to be authentic. It's got to be legit. Yeah. Of course. Um... So maybe, yeah, if I didn't have tattoo, damn, I could have started my own production. And you know, it's funny uh, that you say this because coincidentally, very coincidentally, I also did that last night. Were you also I, in a porn movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> coincidentally, last night, I... I uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, did you watch Religious Porn? <laughs> what are you talking about? What the fuck? I, I, I'm trying to think. Should I should I say it or should I not say it? I'm like, what? Are you, what is he fucking talking about? I'm trying to decide if I should share something on the pod or not. But you literally just told me two seconds ago. Secrets are juicier when everyone hears them. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, bro. You got me there. Uh. Wait, wait, if it's about the porn you watched, I don't want to know. No, it's not about porn okay, I watched. Okay. I actually didn't watch that much porn. Wow. Uh, He's a good, good religious boy. <laughs> so, there's this thing called a coffee enema. Have you heard that? Oh, that's what you're talking about. I thought it was something like, something else. Coffee enema. I've never heard of that before, no. Um, so, it's a thing where you make some sort of a coffee. Okay. And what type of coffee? Just like instant coffee, like. Or is that kind of, it, like? It's it's like instant coffee because you get the powders and you boil it. Also, oh, it's a different type of thing you buy from the shops. Yeah, you buy it from the shops. And it's it's called coffee enema. It's okay. different to the normal okay. coffees you would have. Can I drink it? I don't think so. Okay, interesting. Suspenseful. I don't. Maybe you could, but so you so you make this coffee. And when you buy it, when you can buy a kit. So the kit comes with a uh, a little hose, okay, and a gauge so you can control the flow of uh, liquid in that okay, hose. So it's like a hose and like a gauge, and uh, a bucket. A bucket that the hose connects into. Wait, so okay, so empty bucket. So you've got an empty bucket that at the bottom of it has a outlet. Okay. And then you connect the hose into it, so the bucket is connected to the hose. Yeah, yeah. And then on the other end of the hose 
is this little thing that you can uh, put in your butt. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so random. So, oh my so, goodness! But 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 what happens? Wait wait. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> what the fuck? What happens is you make the coffee enema. It's it's legit. It's a legit thing. It's a legit thing. Like you, okay, look at that. Google it, guys. Look it Google up. Google it up. Coffee enema. So what you do is you pour that coffee into the bucket mm-hmm. and it goes through the hose okay. and you can control the the gauge how much in how much to come so you can slow it down and speed it up. And then it goes into your ass. And it goes into your ass. And then you sort of get the urge to go bathroom. Like straight after? Almost immediately. But you, you sort of want to hold it. So for it like, goes through your intestines and stuff? Like, is it coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Disgusting, man. <laughs> like it's already, it's already like on the edge of like uh, disgustingness. You just, you, just, you just pushed it over there, bro. You just, no. you just pushed it over there. I'm a curious person. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was literally on the edge of disgustingness, and you just pushed it over. Okay, so so, so, all right, so what's the so? But how does it work? Like, so what like it how does? How far up does it go in, in your intestines? So just a small thing. It's like maybe one no, inch inside I'm saying your butt. The, pr- the, the pressure of the liquid. Surely it travels up your intestines. No, I don't think so. so where does it go? In in the area where you you you, you store your poo. So it's just in the bowel. It's just stuck in the bowel. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, see, I probably don't know enough about human anatomy to say like, yeah, does it go to your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think there's like a there's like one two <laughs> one connection, <laughs> one connection. <laughs> in and out, <laughs> in, in, in from one and out from the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. But anyways. So what happens is then you, you go and do a number two and it sort of empties out everything that you've got okay. in there. Shit. Okay, so, so that, Shit, that's that's the right <laughs> word to say. <laughs> okay, so so the reason people would do it, or the reason you do it, is is it like you actually get like a big caffeine hit? You I I certainly did and I made a mistake of doing it in the evening. I shouldn't have because I sleep. literally did not sleep. No, but let's just say, like, I got, like, a night shift, you know? And, like, like... Go for it, bro. But is that, it'll, like... It will keep you up. Like, are you saying it's better than drinking coffee, like... I mean, you don't work? do it... You don't do it for the caffeine hit. You don't do it for like, like, that's a... It's a very roundabout way to go and get some caffeine <laughs> yeah. into you, bro. Like, like, so much effort in the... To, to do that. Like, no, nah, you don't do it for so the caffeine. There's effort to do it. Like, surely it's easier to just have a laxative pill, like... Well, laxative pills are actually pretty bad for your... Gut, but this is actually really good for your gut. Like, so it's like it's helpful for like gut inflammation and all these sort of health things. It's actually quite good. Recommend it. Yeah, I feel like it's like a. And that, it, 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 maybe 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 you can somehow weave it into your production. Oh, <laughs> oh, bro, it's so good. It's like just like that, a... that, that's why I brought it up because you you, you know you were talking about it's just like, like a religious study group and then. And then someone's like, oh, I'm tired. I need some caffeine in me. And then then some person invited a guy called Maz to the study session. And Maz is like, hey, here's my number. Like, hit me up after the the, the scripture lesson. You know, next minute, he goes and he's like, oh, "Oh, what? (laughs) Guy, it's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm a director in the making, you know. Yeah. I'll, write I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you the ideas. Bro, that's, that's my job, bro. You can't take that. I mean, I just gave you one. No, that's my, that was my idea in the first place. <laughs> I'm taking care of your idea. <laughs> here, here, I have witnesses. Oh, you, you can't did. do that. Shit, I forgot we were recording. You can't do that in no, front answer, of people. I'll give you credit for this episode. Special director guest. Thank you. Naz. Give it very stew. I think I will. But, okay. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> that, that was, was a, that was a odd sidetrack. It was like odd sidetrack, but and like anyway, it's, the significance of this episode is I've been away for like nearly two months. <clears throat> um, back with Maz, and it's just before New Year, so we wanted to talk about uh, the what's the word like how silly New Year's resolutions can be. Is that like what you were talking about before? Yeah, like so uh, back when I used to go to Anytime Fitness Gym. 
it happened like three years in a row. Where when comes January, the gym is so packed, you could not use the stuff you wanted to in yeah. any timely fashion. So like, I'm like... Wait, so you couldn't use the gym anytime at any time? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so packed. There was like yeah, yeah. sudden influx of people. Like usually... It's like everywhere, I'm sure, is the same. Yeah, usually the time I go to the gym was like... There was maybe 30 people at the gym mm. or 40 people at the gym. Comes January and maybe until like mid-Feb, and instead of 40 people, there's like 100 people. Yeah, okay. And then comes late Feb, it's back to the same 40 people that were there before. So I find this so interesting how the human psychology works where, you know, you like, you, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you go and sign up for a one-year contract. And gyms know this. Because the contracts are one year. You, like, you get locked in on a one-year contract. And they give you free joining. Like, no joining fee. Yeah. In, in January to, like, make it more appealing. So, like, this is not a... This is nothing, uh, no, nothing it's, new it's nothing or new. groundbreaking. But it's just... Every year. It's, it's just an absurd thing that is... No, but I think the the thing that's absurd, like coming off of my my trip, like one thing I've realized is how how silly and subjective the concept of time is. Like, mm. like I don't want to go too deep too early, but but it's just the idea that I was like pretty much for me, more or less, I got in a plane on the twenty fifth on Christmas Day mm. at ten p.m. at night. I was in Honolulu. Mm. I got on a plane. Mm. It was a 10-hour flight. So I was in the air for 10 hours. And then I landed in Sydney at 6.30 a.m. on the 27th. So the 26th, just like, it just disappeared. Like, it, it just never happened. Like, you lost like, the day. Like, Boxing Day. And, and the thing is, it could have happened where Christmas just didn't exist. Like, like the day, 25th of December. Mm. And it's just this idea, and then you go, you travel from here to there, time zone, different. Like, and the thing is, life still goes on, but it's just so interesting that the, the significance of certain days. Mm. Like, of course, if you're a Christian or whatever, for example, for Christmas, like, okay, good for you. It's the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm. But for us, it's like, why is this, why, why certain times, like, certain time stamps? Mm-hmm. So significant. So, like, like I'm gonna ask you, man. Actually, why so is it? It's interesting. So, I've got a friend who um, I wouldn't. <laughs> in his in his words, Jesus is a G. <laughs> Jesus is a sub G. Uh, but like, he's he's like he's not religious, but he uh, he's like sort of spiritual, like me, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he was actually just talking like how uh, there's like he, he's, he's interested in, in sort of like old religions he, and, he, and he reckons you know like if it's a if, it, if you celebrate in Christmas you got to do it with the values of Christianity if you're celebrating uh, like an Indian sort of thing you got to do it with their thing like if, if you are engaging in a celebration of something that has a thing attached to it the right way to approach it is to do it with the thing that is attached to it if you are celebrating that thing you can choose not to celebrate it and that's a different story but if you are celebrating it and then you just change it because you don't like the thing there it kind of feels a bit dodgy that's that's what okay no, so I got two things I feel like there's two things to discuss like the first thing I'm still curious to, to kind of Unpack Re- more. Resolve yeah. is the idea of like why is time, why do certain times mean so much to us? Why is there so much cultural significance on uh, sticking to the theme we started with was just the New Year. Yeah. Like New Year, fresh start, 2024, exciting resolutions, blah, 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 blah. But it's just another day. I, I, I think... I think the the thing that stands out to me is uh, the word hope. 
It just yeah. comes up. When, when you said that, just the word hope came up in my mind. It's like, because maybe, you know, those people that come to gym for that month of January, leading up to December, they, they're like, I, 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 I've got to go to the gym. I need to go to the gym. I should go to the gym. Like all these, for whatever reasons they wanted to do the gym, they, they had all these thoughts, but they're like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with the new year, like new year, new me. So sort of like they put, they put their hopes on this thing, this day. So now this day has been imbued with people's hopes. Did you see that as a good thing or a bad thing? I think it can be both or neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good response. Thank you so much. He <laughs> uh, <look, laughs> just practically didn't answer me. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> if you just stayed quiet, it was the same response. <laughs> well, look, because it can be good because sometimes it can give an extra bit of initial motivation when when you sort of lack some when you when you just have like starting the engine like just yeah the, just 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 to oh, get it going because yeah. getting it going is generally one of the harder parts as mm. well is it you need more energy is activation energy so like going to the gym and enrolling in that, that that you only need to do the one time every other time you just gotta walk in mm. so the first time is actually a little bit harder because you gotta pay or make your membership or whatever I think it, it applies to a lot of different things as well mm. not just gym We're using gym as an example but so it can be good because it can help you with that extra activation energy that you need to, to get started but I think where it can be bad is Where it can be bad is people underestimate underestimate what they can do in long term and overestimate what they can do in the short term. Okay, okay. Like that, I, that's a general thing. I, my framework was a bit different to that. So like like say say for example you want to uh lose 20 kilos or you say you say you want you want to get a six pack and whatever if you give yourself a long time like three four years you're you're very likely to be able to do that in four Mm. years but if you give yourself oh yeah i'm gonna go like hard and i'm gonna do it in five months it's very likely that you're not going to do it in five months. And comes yeah. five months, you take a look in the mirror and then your motivation dips because you didn't meet your expectation and there's a dopamine deficit. Okay, so, so this is... Okay, so you've, you've described how it can be positive and negative, but yeah. do you, is there one side... Like, I'm leaning more towards the side of... I, I think the concept of New Year's resolutions is, is a negative thing. Um, I think it's net negative. Mm. Um, why, why do you think that I, th- I think the, the reasons you mentioned yeah the, the negative side like the deficits and um, you know the over emphasis on the short term mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with but I think for me it, it's a matter of <clears throat> it's it's like a it's like a cheap dream mm. it's what does that mean for you what I'm trying to get at is it's giving people a framework which is not conducive to their long-term well-being, you know, and, and this framework of, which I don't want to become like anti-capitalist or whatever, but it's this framework of like, there's a certain script uh-huh. that we have, which is, you know, everyone is working till mid-December and then it's break and then you go and you drink lots of beer and food with your family and you spend all your money and then you go back to work and then you restart and it, it's, it's like a script mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like, like a pattern 
and then there's huge lots of benefits like all of these companies these gyms the uh what else consumerism like all generally the, it's all like the fresh start new year blue 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 which which i'm saying i think the new year's resolution concept is good for the consumerist culture mm. but i don't think it actually serves the person who's a participant in that culture because i think that person exactly what you said they should have intrinsic rather than ent- extrinsic motivations mm. you know so it's intrinsic as an in internal i'm going to challenge something so but the, who is this thing this consumerism thing that you're talking about because that's the people too the the shop owner that his sales go up uh who might have his own new res- resolution is also benefiting from this so like i think yeah the people are both on on this these people obviously some people might not apply to it but i think it applies to a decent amount of people as well no i look i know what you're saying i know what you're saying but i think the perspective i'm saying is more like the masses yeah the masses the working class the majority of the people in this country mm-hmm. i see them as more the consumers mm-hmm. and that's what i'm talking to the people as in in this case of you being a customer at a gym yeah how many people are customers at a gym maybe a thousand people mm-hmm. and who owns the gym one person yeah so it's like yeah that one person might benefit and that one person is a member of society but there are thousands and thousands of people potentially being tricked or being uh tricked is in the right word but um but disadvantaged know, this is right, and I, anyway and I'm not I'm not suggesting a different alternative where we don't have new years but all I'm saying is I feel like people should just think twice before they participate in this cultural narrative mm. that's all I, that's all I'm suggesting is to be like It's great to have a new year's resolution. Like it's it's a positive thing. Like of course, like if you want to go to the gym or like I'm not going to say don't go to the gym or mm-hmm. but it's just what I'm suggesting is uh try to have goals which are not as tied to time. Mm. So it's more like this is a new lifestyle. Like this is a new way of living. Oh yeah, it's so one thing I'll I'll say about that as well. I I agree with that. So I tried quitting smoking. maybe about 30 times. Yeah. Every time when I decided to quit, I had maybe like, I don't know, two or three cigarettes in my pocket. I was like, once these two or three cigarettes is done, I'm not buying anymore. The 29 times I tried to quit that way, didn't work. The one time that I quit and it actually worked was when I'm like, I pulled the packet out of my pocket and there was like still like heaps of cigarettes in it and I just crunched it and threw it away. Mm. Because I didn't say like I think I think there's a change in your mindset when you're like I'll do this when that exactly. versus I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Like I think they and So like an extension of that also is you know if you're making your new year's resolution you're making it once a year. Mm. So you 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 have a whole year of stuff riding on that one thing. Whereas if you instead of making that decision once a year, you make it more frequently throughout the year maybe maybe exactly. maybe you do it weekly or monthly i think it would be a lot more powerful i think that's a good recommend i think it's a good good uh place to end up at in this conversation is is to suggest more regular reflections like if you're um, if you're an amazing human being reflect every day like go for it yeah but at least once a week i think that's more realistic Because I think New Year's is, is significant, even at least in my life, because it it reminds you to reflect. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like shit on New Year's and be a party pooper. Um, <laughs> I think 
it's a great time of the year where it forces us to reflect. But all I'm trying to get at is we don't have to be limited to New Year's to reflect. Mm. And now is the time of the year where we are, me and you, are reflecting on the fact that we should reflect more. Meta reflection. Meta reflection. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. Reflecting about reflecting. Right? <laughs> you are reflecting. <laughs> Bro. No, exactly. And then I think in terms of going back to the first thing you also mentioned with your friend with Christmas, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, this kind of the, the, the time thing, I feel mm-hmm. like we came to a good conclusion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with what you mentioned, I, I, the reason I paused it back then was, I think it's, it's, a a bit different, it's a whole different topic. And yeah. I think it, it's the topic of what it reminded me is my belief. Like I'm very anti-hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, we're all hypocrites. Like we just we're human beings, like just by nature we're hypocrites. Mm. But this idea of, you know, I remember I used to, so many people when I was Baha'i, uh, you, we used to have fasting, and the fasting was similar to Islam. Mm. So for 19 days leading up to the Baha'i New Year, mm. you would have no no water or food from sunrise to sunset. Oh, no water as well. No water as well. Okay. Um, and I remember I, I literally had friends in the community that they would break their fast with a bottle of beer. <laughs> like alcohol is prohibited in the religion. Uh-huh. And they would fast. Devotion to God. I won't drink. I won't have food. But they'll break their fast with fucking beer. And to me, that links to what you mentioned with your friend is they said, if you're going to celebrate something, then you should at least maintain the values that come with that celebration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, what do you think of the Baha'i guy that breaks his fast with a beer? Well, I think I think that's everywhere. Different versions of it is present. Like, and, and it's not just... It might be more obvious in that context of religion, but it's everywhere. There's the the guy that talks about preaching about something, but he never does it. Mm. You know, the, the, no, but it's not even about preaching. But like, like saying saying I am. Yeah, it is about because so this this Baha'i guy, he's saying I am Baha'i. Mm, yeah, but his actions don't align with his. Okay, so how does that link to celebrate like Christmas? To say I'm celebrating Christmas, but then I'm not going to church. How do you feel about that? So I, I, you ask me, do you celebrate Christmas? I say, yeah, I celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you like Jesus? No, I don't like. Like actually, no, nah, Jesus was a fucking G. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Jesus was a G, bro. Uh, uh, I take it. No, like so what? What he was talking about, what my friend was talking about, he was like saying. You know the the values of Christianity that the values that Jesus brought, mm. which are uh, values. Yeah, I remember. He said peace. Nice. Which is kind of funny because after sort of Jesus left, his uh, followers started all these wars as well afterwards. So like, yeah. Anyways, peace, joy. Love. There's one other one. Sounds like a rap song. A little bit. Peace, joy, love. What else? Happiness. Bro, come on. Uh, bro, I guarantee you I can guess. Peace, joy, love. Yeah, go again. Uh, uh, abstinence. No. Uh, devotion. No. Faith. No. Um, forgiveness. No. Diligence. Detachment. I don't know. Uh, I tried. Anyways, this three and something else. Bro, how dare you, bro? I did not know. <laughs> I did not know, bro. What type of like fake Christian are you? I'm not a Christian. What? <laughs> I thought you're just preaching right now, trying to convert me to Christianity. Bro, I'm gonna start my own religion. We're gonna unpack that, but finish this thing about your friend. Um, no, basically, this thing that I was 
talking about this was I sort of agreed with him that if you um if you engage in something mm-hmm. if you like if you uh yeah if you engage in something know what it's about what it's supposed to be about at least but why why can't I just say like, like okay me I, I do I celebrate Christmas yeah I celebrate Christmas I have a Christmas tree I catch up with family with the big table and have roasts so, and presents and perfect let me tie it back yeah. to the consumerism stuff okay Ties back very well, actually. Okay. So, a part of why you should connect with Jesus, <laughs> whatever it is that you're celebrating, or whatever it is that you're engaging in, why yeah. you should know what what it stands for, what its values are, is because. If you mindlessly engage with it, you're a lot more easier to manipulate. Because you just... Sort well, of, what's the harm in, in what the I'm harm, doing? The harm is what you talked about. The whole uh, capitalism sort of... So like, saying, I, should, into, I should make my own tradition and catch up with my family on that new day. You could. Wow, make my own Christmas. That's it, bro. Good. Do it. You can, you can, you can even call it uh, Samas. I don't know. Samas. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like an ego, egotistical thing to do. Like make a celebration of like your name. Like, look, I I, I think uh, you can you can boost your ego and also be mindful of it to not. You can consciously be selfish kind of thing. You know what I mean? Do, do, do you know what, what I mean by consciously be selfish? No, what does that mean? So I, I have this theory. Just about everyone. I say just about because there might be some people who aren't. But I reckon just about everyone is selfish. Except for Jesus. <laughs> I never met him. So I don't uh, know. I know for a fact he wasn't. Trust me. It's <laughs> just trust me on that. Just about... He, he's a G. He's uh, a G. Just about everyone is selfish, right? Yeah. But some people are unconsciously selfish. They think they are selfless. And they go around believing they are selfless. Genuinely believing it. So it's not a lie. They're not lying. It's a confabulation. So. That's when a lie is told honestly. Like, you honestly believe this, mm. but it's a lie. So they, they go around confabulating that they are selfless. And that sort of leads to... So if you're going around believing you're selfless, when you are selfish, that leads to righteousness. So if you go around believing you're selfless, but you're actually selfish, that leads to righteousness. Like, because you you feel like, oh, I'm I'm doing all these selfless things, and but but you're not. Okay, so 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 you're saying okay, so you're suggesting to just embrace selfishness, conscious and and do it consciously. To be like, yeah, I'm selfish. You know what? I do like good things for myself. But if you when you acknowledge that, at least for me, I know I feel good when I help other people. So I help you partly because you're my friend and I like helping you, but also partly because I feel good. So my selfishness, I'm channeling my selfishness for my own good feelings because I want to feel good. That's that's my pure selfish desire I want to feel good and if I consciously channel it it's a different dynamic than if I'm like unconsciously trying to feel good so I'm tr- like the, the other the other side of it is I want to feel good unconscious but I don't want to like admit that I want to feel good so I'm like oh yes I'm gonna like do this service for Samim so Samim can be this thing and then I do this thing for you but then you don't like 
appreciate it. You don't, you don't say thank you. And I'm like, how dare he doesn't say thank you? I've done this for him. So what's the alternative is what? You make a contract toxic, with me? Toxic. No, what's the alternative? You make a contract with me that I have to appreciate you? If like, But people don't do that because it's unconscious. He, he, like, okay, I don't, no, no, I don't, I'm saying the, the, other, the other scenario uh-huh. where you're consciously... Consciously. So I, I, I know that I'm doing this not to get appreciation from you. I'm doing this because I feel good when you feel good. So you don't have to actually say thank you to me for it to be worth my effort. Like, okay, so, so I, I get it, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a tiny bit confused. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> the lack of sleep is definitely making this a lot more challenging. No, because I'm jet-lagged and you have lack of sleep. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just trying to... To, 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 to sleep-deprived. Sleep-deprived. Like no, no, but no, this is quite interesting and you lost me because I like dazed, I dazed out for, like, for a second. Yeah. But cause, so what you're suggesting is in one scenario where you're self-righteous, you get pissed off when the other person doesn't appreciate you mm-hmm. because then the, the the motivator is the appreciation from the other person. Yeah. And that's when you're self-righteous. That's when you're not self-aware. Yeah. Because you don't know that you're doing this for your own feelings of good feeling. But what if some you people are not doing it for the feeling of good feeling? They're just doing it because they want their external praise. That's also people like that exist. Maybe you just don't do that for that. I mean, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. But say that one more time. Like sometimes some people uh-huh. they do this good deed yeah. for that appreciation and recognition. So they don't do it because it makes them feel good. Some people just genuinely like that want recognition that is what they want. Yeah. So your theory doesn't apply. Like it doesn't work for those people. Like for you personally. Well, so with these people. Yeah. So if they know that they're doing this, like they, they want the appreciation. Yeah. Then, yeah, actually, I don't know. I'm, 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 Take two. Uh, do the yeah, take okay. two. Take two. So when you are selfishly, consciously selfish, mm-hmm. you... So you're aware of your selfishness. You're aware of your selfishness. You, you, you know, okay, I'm selfish. I am... If you do a good deed, you know that there is some agenda... For you to feel, for, for you underneath that good deed. That good deed might be amazing for a lot of people, but there's some selfish gain for you to be gained. Now, it can be praise, it can be validation, it can be good feelings, it can be anything, right? But you know that part of the reason why you're doing this good deed is because of these selfish gains. Okay. So that's, that's one side. Mm-hmm. Now the other side, that you're unconsciously selfish. You do the same deed, right? But you believe you're doing this deed purely for others. There's no selfish motive there. That's when you become self-righteous because you're like, I am doing this good deed for all these people. And that's actually an ego trip. Yeah, actually, I think I nailed it this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I think this made a bit more sense. So you're saying the second up scenario, that is an ego trip? Because you because you, you think you're not selfish, but I believe just about everyone is selfish. Okay, so there's two, two assumptions. First assumption is nearly everyone's selfish. Yeah. Second assumption is that everyone must feel good when they help people. It doesn't have to be feel good. It can be a status. It can be like so if, if I if I if I if I if I do this good deed, I look good to this girl I want to hit on. 
It can be anything. It doesn't have to be good feelings. But generally speaking, there is some good deed. Like I've had this discussion with a lot of people about does true altruism exist? And I was actually on the side that yes, it does. Yeah, season one of this podcast, we talked about it and you used to disagree with me and say yes, it does. I have changed my position. Wow. <laughs> I now think... Uh, it still could exist, but it's a lot less common than so, conscious man, selfishness. I agree. Like that, I 100% agree. Like that's my personal view for the last few years has been altruism where you do something good for the sake of good and like you're pure angel or some shit. It can, it can happen, but it's just a yeah, lot less, a lot less common, a lot less common than the conscious selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. I think the take two was a lot better. No, yeah. No, I think it made more sense for sure. Um, so, yeah, the conclusion is uh, embrace selfishness. Yeah, like be, be real. Be, be real, real with your no, be real, motives yeah. and yeah, agendas. Don't, don't try and trick yourself into thinking you're like... Which I feel like most people deep down know, like... Deep down, but they, they, they know themselves. They but treat really? themselves. Like surely deep down, that even if they're like outwardly like righteous, surely deep down they know they're like a fraud. And look, the the reason I've actually I've been thinking about this a lot recently because one of my friends came and asked me, he's like, "How do I like stop myself from getting a big ego when when I'm doing like good good stuff when I'm like whatever like like if I'm if I'm a part of a community where people praise me and I'm doing good stuff and I'm living a good life and I'm doing all this stuff. That's a great question. How do I stop myself from getting a big ego? And I've been thinking about this question a lot because that's a real thing that that happens. And this is the conclusion I came to. You stop yourself from getting a big ego by being real about your actual 100% of your intentions. You might have 90% intention of saving the world, helping other people, seeing others smile, but there's at least like that little sliver of intention of just, I just want to be seen as this like whatever. So bring yourself down from the pedestal and 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 just know and and that's okay. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being consciously selfish, I think. I think actually being consciously selfish is far better than the alternative, but which is being unconsciously selfish. Okay. The, the choice of not being selfish, I don't see it being there. So you okay? Okay, interesting, interesting. So you're saying the choice of not being selfish isn't there? That's impossible. I mean, it, it might be possible for like I don't know Buddha or someone that yeah, has yeah, reached enlightenment. For, like, for, for uh, average Joe, for yeah. average Joe, Joe and Mo, Simon has. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's out of reach. Because you're saying pure selflessness is not an option. So therefore, you're picking between two things: consciously selfish, or being like self-righteous. Yeah. Where you think that you just. And you get extremely, and you get ego. Tra- okay, so you're saying that the most moral thing to do is to be consciously selfish. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I came. Uh, I, I actually is- haven't even told my friend about this. So I've got to go. Oh wow! Like I actually like put two and two together during this conversation. Like I was thinking about this for a long time. Bro, his last twenty minutes was just like you trying to figure some shit out. Yeah, that's what. That's I why. Just- that's why I was like saying weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what I was first saying. time you said it, I was like, that didn't make sense. Because I was like. Actually, trying to process this. Okay, I figured so, it out. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Sad it. and this is why I I don't like the conventional view of morality proposed by religion. Hashtag hate on religion. What is the conventional? What do you mean the uh, conventional? Religion? Tell me. religion is literally a bunch of like moral people jacking themselves up. Like it's like the definition of self righteousness. Religion is a bunch of moral people <laughs> jacking themselves up. I don't know if I could find that on a, a Google of what is religion. <laughs> I think if I ask Chat GPT what is religion, I don't think that answer will come up. <laughs> <laughs> what? How is it not like like based on what you just described? Uh huh. 
How is religion not a breeding ground for self-righteous people? Walk me through why why it why it like, why to me it's clear it it's yeah, clear yeah, as walk day. Me through it. Yeah, okay, okay. Because so, I'm not in your mind. Okay, so religion has this huge assumption, and when I say religion, I'm talking about the major religions. Yeah, they said selfishness. This is the uh, analogy they used in the Bible. They said all of your moral mm-hmm. virtues, everything mm-hmm. you've ever done, think of it as like a glass of milk, mm-hmm. pure, white, lovely, whatever. And selfishness, all you need if you have one drop of selfishness. It's like a poison that corrupts every other moral thing you've ever done in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what they said in Baha'i Faith. Or what if I, ch- I um, add to that? Maybe, maybe they mean the unconscious selfishness. I don't know. But it doesn't. But look, when, you, when you're reading a text that was written a long time ago, a lot of uh, language changes, context changes, the world changes, and so stuff can be no fact fact you require <laughs> no way no like no seriously like it would like right now if I if I read I don't know. Shakespeare, I'm not going to understand it much at all. And I, I think I, I speak no, pretty no, good no, that, that, that argument is the weakest argument I've heard to score okay, religion me. in my so, life. So, That's so, bullshit. It's like any criticism of religion just, oh, the language was complicated, no, therefore no. anything could be real. That is like, that. that's such bullshit argument. No, look, I'm not saying anything could be Like What I'm saying is at least how I how I interact not just with religion but with any book I read mm. with any information I'm consuming yeah like even now when I listen to you talk how I interact with you is I don't just listen to the exact words that you say mm-hmm. I try to understand the intent of your communication because maybe you didn't communicate it Perfectly. And yeah. you don't communicate perfectly. Yeah. So I want to understand, I want to judge what you say based on your intent, not based on the actual exact words that you used. Because yeah. that's an unfair judgment okay, of your I argument. Agree. I, I, I totally agree. But, but what you're doing is you're giving you, Masud, Maz, you have used your logic based in this conversation. Yeah. Your logic, your rationality, to come to a conclusion about the dangers of selfishness. Yeah? And we have come to the conclusion... The, the dangers of thinking you're selfish. Exactly. No, selfishness no, actually is, is, as a concept, if you can be selfless, as a concept, if you can be selfless, that would be fucking amazing. But you just said it's impossible. I said it's not likely exactly. for average Joes and most. Exactly. Okay, so... You have come to the conclusion that the biggest danger is unconscious selfishness. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's like I'm just, re- 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 I'm just yeah, rephrasing yeah. what we discussed. Yeah. yeah. And right now, you're giving the benefit of the doubt, at least in the context of the Baha'i faith, mm-hmm. that Baha'u'llah, the prophet, was actually referring to the thing that you just concluded. So your, like, your defense in my criticism was maybe I just didn't understand that and that's what he meant. Yeah, and the only reason you think that's what he meant is because it aligns with what you see as the no, truth. I, I I'm not saying that is what he meant. I'm saying maybe there was a big maybe at the start of what I said. But, but even the fact like that that even crosses your mind. It, it was I did not like most definitely I didn't say that's what he meant. No, no, no of course, I, of course. I, 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 have no I haven't read the book. I know I, I don't even, I don't... So silly, because you've you've computed your logical and rational thinking yeah mm-hmm. you've come to a conclusion of some version of truth that fits your understanding of the universe that works for me it works yeah. for you then you read this thing and you interpret, and you, and you interpret it the way you already wanted to interpret it which makes yeah. sense to you and, and if I criticize it you're like oh no but you just didn't understand it the way I understood it mm-hmm. and it's just such like a, it's such like a a cheap fake disservice to the concept of logic and truth 
Mm. And that's why I get so triggered by by these religious concepts that I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not look I could say all prophets were charlatans, but that's not what I'm saying. I, I used to believe that. Actually. Yeah, like I, 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 maybe that's truth, maybe it's not. But what I'm saying is that I feel like religion is a disrespect to uh-huh. truth. Like it's a disrespect to rationality, where every little Joe or Bob or whatever just interprets it the way whatever they want, and then they link it back to this big religion thing. And, and you just can't you can't disprove it. It's impossible to disprove. It. So you're saying because it's open to interpretation it yeah. doesn't have a has solid no uh, foundation no exactly like, like if you have a, like, a, like a philosopher or a writer or an author or a scholar mm-hmm. they have a, a, a theory they write a book mm-hmm. it's been printed they're there you can criticize the book criticize them and it's not as wishy-washy mm-hmm. it's not as like I feel like religion sh- it shapeshifts it's, it's like a it's like a ghost you try and point an arrow, bow and arrow, try and strike it, and it just goes through it. It's like I this mean, shape-shifting ghost thing. They just I, always I, avoid... I, I'm agreeing with a lot of the stuff that you're saying, but I'm, I want to push back as well, because okay. that's just how dynamic works, right? And then that's how we learn of as course. well. So my pushback is, you compared the religion with the science, right? But let's look at science. Science seems to be shape-shifting too. How? How many research, like some researchers find this and then next researchers find something else and then another researcher finds something else on the same topic and the findings change. So sometimes the findings support this, sometimes the findings support that and they use their own logic to interpret why their findings support this and why that finding doesn't support that. I did a study on breath work and I didn't find the results I wanted and I made my own interpretation in my discussion why why I found this thing that doesn't support what I said it was going to do and I got a fucking HG for it. (laughs) (laughs) So the exact same thing that you say about religion happens in science too. People have the theories and then they, they, they run the experiment and then in the discussion, if they don't find the, the, the thing that they wanted to find, they, they say, look, I didn't find it because of this thing and that thing and that thing. And if you were to do this again with those things, you might find it. And someone might do it again and they don't find it. And then they still come up with another three reasons why they didn't find it. So it's, it's I think that thing that you mentioned, at least to some extent, is in science too. What do you say about that? No, I think I think to some extent, to some extent, of course, and, and I see it more a flaw of the human mind because religion was created by humans. Like I'm not criticizing uh, a god. I, mean, or I think a some people would disagree with that statement as I well. Think but was... I, I, don't, I don't. I don't have a statement. I don't have a stance on that. Anyway, so. I, to me, at least yeah. in my brain, this is a huge assumption I make. I think religion is. I'm like. 99.999% sure religion is man-made. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying to me, I'm not saying that as a fact, yeah. that's my opinion. Your, your, your um, But I think in the case of science, of course there are elements of religious in science. There's elements of dogmatism in science. Like, I'm not suggesting science as a, a saviour to religiosity. That, that's, mm-hmm. not what I'm, that's not what I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. But I think it's different in the sense, but, in many senses. But the shape-shifting thing that you were talking about. But I think the shape-shifting thing, science does have shape-shifting, but I still think it's more open to criticism than religion has ever been. More open to criticism. Tell me more. Like you wrote a paper. Yeah. It would get peer-reviewed. No one will listen to you. Like you're just a random guy that published a paper. Yeah, yeah. Like. But but even 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 the papers that we read on in, in peer-reviewed publications there, there's literally like disagreement between scientists right like some people say this thing does this thing some people say this thing does this thing and there's disagreement and sometimes they have more evidence 
So it leans towards them. Sometimes they have more evidence, it leans towards them, and it changes from time to time. Okay, so can you offer the, 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 the parallel in religion? I just want like a reminder, like what am I comparing it to? So you were talking about religion is kind of like people interpret it in the way they see fit. Hmm. To so it's it's sort of malleable, like the, like there's a there's a statement, and people look at it and they mold it or interpret it in a way that quote unquote works for them, and that shape shifting was a criticism of religion that you had. Now I'm saying with science, science similar thing happens. Yeah, yeah. So because you're you're comparing religion and science, and you're saying religion is bad because it is, but science has it too. No, I think yeah, no, I think it does, and and I'll take that on as a criticism of science. Like, yeah, like I think in in the net, in the overall bigger picture, I think uh, there are less things to criticize from science than religion. But but I'm not gonna lie here and say that you can't criticize science. Like I think it's a fair criticism. Yeah. I mean, like, look. I think this this is actually like, I, like, I actually agree with your point. Like, I think this 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 point where people take something and interpret it in the way they see fit. I think that is actually very dangerous in all contexts because it it, it will mean things that it wasn't supposed to mean to begin with mm. even 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 sometimes you know sometimes um actually i've seen this happen a lot a study gets published and then the people that want to report it to media social media and like actual news and stuff because they're looking for the clip baby things they come and take like one snippet of it where they found like this like really like out there thing that's very clickbaity and they put that out of that context of that study and they publish it and that alone actually is not true it's only true mm. in the context of that study so without that context they what they the publish is not true so they've done so that's that's an example of how it's dangerous it's the conversion agree. of truth I yeah. agree it's dangerous absolutely I reckon it's such a dangerous thing and it does happen in a lot of contexts but I still think it's worse than religion than science like I'm happy to make that statement I can back that up yeah tell me no I, I think the idea that science is is being done now yeah religion was done 2000 years ago and that's the difference what difference does that make well the fact that science like even if there's a paper that was published 60 years ago yeah and the author's dead yeah. Yeah. Science is being done now. You do the you replicate the same study now. Yeah. You have conferences so now. A, you write papers now. Whereas religion, the Bible or the Quran was written. It's already been written. No one's like rewriting the Bible. It's not like Bible two point oh, two point one, two point two, two point three. But then, but then, like I, I think they, in a way, they are. But, and but they're, they're, they're and not. that's 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 like the I, I, I'm I'm kind of out of my depth too, so I'm just sort of making educated guesses and assumptions. I could be totally wrong, but my response to you would be: so the the priest that comes and does a gives a sermon, he's reinterpreting the Bible in a format that he reckons is relevant to the people that have come to the sermon. So he's, he's re... Like, it's like... The, that's like... The Bible is the original study and then this is the... This is the each time a priest comes and like takes a part of it and gives a sermon... He's recontextualizing it in the in the now, with mm-hmm. the context of now, and it's like a new study here, a Bible of this day in this church. So there's like, mm. and and it's different every because it not, not not the same 
different priests don't talk about the same thing. Same priest doesn't talk about the same thing twice in a row. I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm making random no, assumptions okay, here. Okay. Like I'm full of assumptions. That no, I don't know. I know it's, <laughs> it's out of my depth, but I'm making I, educated guesses. I think. Look, the only the, the final thing I have to say on this on this matter is, I think religions function mm-hmm. is to be a means. To increase the quality of people's lives, in my opinion, it's it's yeah. it's innate, raw, it's innate job. People who are religious, why they're religious, because it makes their lives better. Its sole purpose is to make people's lives better. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's in this world, the next world, whatever the fuck it is, but that is the that, that's the promise that religion gives people, and people who are religious, that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that statement, more or less? Um. Uh... I don't agree nor disagree. Okay, okay. So I'm just putting that. <laughs> I'm out neutral, there. neutral. But continue. But I think in a different way. I I think science has a different function. I think the innate function of science is to find truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's there are many things out there in the universe, many phenomena that we are not sure about, and science is a tool we use to try to measure snippets of the things that we think may be truth mm-hmm. I don't want to go into the philosophy of like is there such thing as truth or not blah 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 mm. but science is a measuring tool mm. its function is not to increase people's lives as a side effect if science helps to increase people's lives that's great mm-hmm. if we discover something about cancer that we use to treat people that's great but the function of science is not to help people in my opinion in my opinion the function of science is to find out something that we don't know, find more about the truth, about some phenomenon or some... And I Look, think that's where they differ, religion and science. I reckon if, if, I, if, if, the, if I agree with your first assertion, which I, I was like, I don't know if I agree or disagree, if I agree with that, then yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know if many people who are religious would agree with that potentially but, but I, I just so I think I, so like I think you don't have like a like an actual common ground for your argument because I don't think that people would actually agree with that but do you agree with it? Great question. Because I think really, like, the same thing you said with the priests in the sermon is it's like the function is, in my opinion, though, it's fuck the truth, whatever's going to make these people be better people and live better lives. Like, even if they have to hear some fairy tale, like, literally to me, I've tried to be really open minded in the last few months and try and understand religion. Mm. And to me, it sounds like they're just willing to say anything and believe anything if it leads to net positive. Like, like, it's genuinely... Like, I feel like sometimes truth doesn't even matter. Or they're willing to have this self-deluded version of truth as long as it means that their community prospers, oh, look, they I, prosper, their families prosper. As long as it's net positive and happy days, they don't care. I, in my view. Because I'm not religious, I can't actually have an opinion on that. Like, I, because it's not something that I do... Because I'm not religious, I can't have an opinion that. Surely, have an observation of of religion. Like you're still a human being. I think. Things. Look, I think. If I'm t- thinking of like examples of people, I know for sure some people who. Uh, believe the function of religion is is truth, is not uh, the, to make the life better with some certainty I know at least some people who would be on that category and I think that there is it's funny so I I reckon everyone's in on that category but some people delude themselves to go into that category it's like some people sort of tricking themselves to go into that which category which category the category of truth, truth. Or? yeah so some people some people don't believe it's truth 
but they delude themselves yeah. that it's true. Yeah, of course. But some people genuinely believe it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, so it goes back to the whole deluded thing. Which one? The deluded the unconscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I reckon for some people it is it is true. It is it is the word of God, and it is it is more fact than fact, like capital T. Yeah, but some people not. Yeah, but some people not. So okay, and because I'm not religious. I can't personally have an opinion on it because... Fair. No, I'll take that. No, I'm interested in what people think. I think, yeah, if people listen to this, let me know I, what you I, think. I definitely want one episode, I'll be my friend, to be like a guest in the, you and her, sort of have a chat. Yeah, but I'm scared that, like, this is the thing, I, I could come into it, like, if it becomes look, a debate, I could come in with actual talking points look, and blah, blah. No, no, it's not... Like, same style as we do. You know, you just come and you start chatting and see what what comes up. Done. Done. Lock it in. When I come back, I'm going to Adelaide next week. No, tomorrow, actually. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Why did I say next week? And then you're going to Vipassana as well. And then I'm going to Vipassana and then... Oh, man, I'm so excited for you to, like, experience the Vipassana experience. I'm scared for that shit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's how you know it's good. If you're scared, it's good. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> because if you're scared, that means you're stretching your comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. Inside your comfort zone, fear doesn't exist, does it? Nah. If you just do what you already know how to do well, and you wouldn't have fear. Well, what's fear? Amen. Fear is a sign fear is... of growth. Wow. Mic drop. Mic drop. Well, I think this is the point where you can do a wrap-up. <laughs> uh, that's do, it. Do you want to do a wrap-up? Do you remember? Um, I remember struggling to, to get my words out <laughs> for like 10 minutes. No, we started with the, the, the director. The, the director and, of... Uh, and, then, and then my uh, coffee anime thing. Coffee anime. So that's what we started with. Uh, just a bit of a fun 10-minute chat. We haven't talked in a while. A bit, a bit disgusting. A bit disgusting. <laughs> yeah, actually, I hope, I hope people didn't like get too squirmish. But yeah, yeah. Um, what else do we talk about after? We talked about um, the New, New Year's stuff, New Year's resolutions. Uh, um, like yeah, whether whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. We talked about like traditions and Christmas and whether you should always be aligned with the values of the thing you celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then we went into the tangent about selfishness and selflessness. Like, does um, the unconscious selfishness unconscious selfishness yeah but does yeah. altruism exist that's what I was trying to yeah. say but yeah all good guys uh, see you next time I might see you I might not hopefully I will let's go go and do meditation go and do meditation I was like I was like man she's not gonna get to sit down my masturbation Anything you want to do, you can. <laughs> Be a professor. Wink, wink. Clearly, you spent too much time on the phone. <laughs> <laughs>